Yo, 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 what's good, folks? Thanks for tuning in another episode of No Chaser Podcast with your main man, Ray Jackson. I got my ace with me in the whole talent, man. What's good, my guy? Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? Man, not much, man. Just here. Enjoying life, being blessed, bro. I can't even ask for more, man. I definitely could. But you know what we're here for, man. Keep the folks updated on these sports. Uh, anything you want to – oh, yeah. Uh, y'all got that, that game coming up soon too, right? Yeah, we got the uh, Ballers Classic coming up. Uh, it's going to be April 2nd. The doors are going to open up at 11. First game is at 11.30. We have the best collection of talent from Delaware to the shore of Maryland, and we even got a team coming over from PG County. Um, mm. It's going to be an event that will rival nothing else that Delaware has put on. Like, blue and gold game is nice, but they got all seniors, and, you know, it's, it's not always the best talent. No, so what we did was we trimmed some of the fat off of that. We got the best talent in Delaware. Okay, okay, okay. I know. Well, you said uh, April 2nd, right? Yes, sir. April 2nd. At Cape uh, Cape High, right in between uh, Kings Highway and uh, Savannah Road right there in Lewis on the way to the ferry to those who don't know. But uh, like you said, bro, I mean, from what you guys told me, specifically what you've told me, it's an event that I'm not going to miss. You know, I'm all for the culture. So just imagining the guys that's in Cahoots, it's, it's you, uh, Rob West. Man, we, we got a whole organization, man. So making Difference Coalition, it, it pretty much, man, we do stuff for the kids, do stuff for people, family. You know what I mean? It's not about us. You know, we're not walking out with, with no check, no bag, no nothing like that. We actually give, like, scholarships out to the, to the kids. So, you know what I mean? Like, we, we've done that several times, several that we've had. Uh, we've been able to give, you know, just, just a little, you know, appreciation token. Um, could be two, three, five hundred dollars, you know, towards a college, you know, buy some books or something. But uh, you hey, know, bro, I went to college and I know that I was thinking my books were seven hundred, eleven hundred some semester. So that definitely could help somebody a semester's worth of books. Definitely. Yeah, look, we Look, man, we just out to help. We want to put on a great event, first and foremost. Right. We want to put on a great event for the students, for the fans, people, supporters who come out. Um, it's all about them. It's fifteen dollars, right? Fifteen dollars. Five, five games, right? Five games. So that's three dollars a game. You can't uh, you go it. to a high school game now. They charge you five dollars, right? And you don't know what you're gonna get on that court. You know, with the Ballers Classic, it's gonna be the best talent that Maryland has to offer, and that Delaware has to offer. You know, you look at an all-conference, all-state team. We got majority of them kids, boys and girls. Definitely, bro. So, <coughs> yo, come excuse, out. Excuse, excuse. You know, we got we got the food. We got food trucks. We got readers. We got a uh, fracture prune is going to be there. You know, look, we're we're we do our event. Oh yeah, y'all definitely class. bringing them out. Y'all definitely bringing them out, bro. So, and uh, not to keep you know the the dive keep diving into it, but uh. So this is something you guys are definitely putting together to try to make it an annual thing, right? Well, this is our third one. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, because uh, Corey played in that one year? Yes. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, definitely. Got so you. A, few, a few years back when COVID was uh, we was actually out in uh, Greenwood, 
out in the outside courts. You know, that's when we had EA from Dover. We had uh, uh, Eden Davis from Dover. Uh, you know, he had some Maryland boys putting on shows. So that that's when that was. Last year we was out in Salisbury at the uh, Salvation Army. And this year, third year, and, you know, it's our biggest year yet. Uh, we're, we're at Cape Open High School. Getting better every year. That That's the goal, and we're already getting calls for next year. So we're already planning, yeah. you know, next year what we're going to do, where we're going to be at, and who's going to be able to participate. Um, a lot of schools over that bridge is interested, and they want to come showcase their talent. So, you know, it, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, definitely. So everybody, definitely mark your calendars. Uh, April second, Cape and Lopen. Uh, doors open at what time, bro? Eleven o'clock. Doors open. Our first games at eleven thirty. Okay, and five elite games. Uh, like you said, middle school game, uh, girls game, and three elite high school games. So, it's the Saturday, coaches, right? Coaches will be in the building. So. I'm telling players now, have your transcripts ready because the offers will be put out. Y'all hear him. So definitely, man. And uh, be on the lookout for other things too. Talent is, is groups putting together as well as uh, anything else going on in the community. And for those who's uh, listening as well, if, if there's anything that you're promoting or anything that you know of or anything that's in the community that, you know, could benefit anyone else, uh, just reach out to Mere Talent and we'll definitely shout it out on the show, give you a little bit more notice, man, because, I mean, for those who listen from week to week, we're trying to build some things, so we're all for pushing everything forward. So if we can help out in any way, we're definitely here for that. So let's move on, bro. You know, uh, this past week we had the Hilopin Conference games, boys and girls. Yeah, you was, uh, you were you went to that, right? Yeah, I, um. I caught I didn't catch the girls game unfortunately when I um when I was walking in the gym they was actually uh taking the pictures and handing out the medals and the trophies uh but congratulations to the alma mater you know Cape girls brought that thing home uh I think they had won by like 14 15 points eight so it looked like it was a handled game like I said I wasn't there to see that game in particular but uh shout out to the staff and the girls and congratulations to uh, to our school, you know, so it's always good when the home team brings that thing home. So, uh, yeah. they've been competitive for the last what four or five years, yeah. And I mean, you know, a lot of times going to the Bob and uh, uh, always in runners for the Hilopin. So, and, and the, the middle school girls is pretty good too. So, it's not like I don't, I don't see them falling off too much. I think they have a they established a rich history down there. So, we'll see how it goes, bro. But I mean. I'm always rooting for him. I'm always rooting for him. Yeah, of course. You know, like I said, got got to support the uh, alma mater. You know, Cape Philippa High School. Definitely, and uh, but like I said, it was two games. Uh, Cape Girls won the Hinlopen Conference, and then after that, followed up uh, was a pretty competitive game, and we had Dover who won the North this year. Uh, was a consistent top ten team in the state. And then we had Seifert, uh, who won the South, who, I mean, no chaser, you know. Some people might think Seifert has underachieved this year, but 
nonetheless, we had Tata just score his thousandth point the other day. So that's a huge accomplishment. Uh, Cash got back on the floor this season. That's a huge accomplishment. You know, everyone, very talented kid. Uh, you know, Brent was out there. So you 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 have a lot of kids that had a great solid year, and for that they was rewarded to be able to play in this game. You know, so like I said, it was a hard fought game, back and forth, back and forth. Ultimately, uh, Dover pulled out the win. I think they won by. Uh, actually left, they was up nine with like a minute, a minute left. But the final score, they won by four. So Seifert fought to the end, which is always a good sign, bro. You know, like they could have packed it in, but, you know, they got uh, Tata's a senior. But pretty much that whole team's coming back next year. So, I mean, even though they may have came up short, I mean, they didn't pack it in. They had that experience, so hopefully they can hold on to that and build off of that. And uh, uh, well, they won their first game in the in the uh, in the playoffs, but just keep that momentum building and ride this wave this year, and, and and set yourself up for for even better success next year. But uh, uh, I mean, like I said earlier, it was a competitive game back and forth. Uh, Seifert was up at the end of the first. Um, Seifert was up at halftime. Uh, I think Dover was up going into the fourth, by, but not that much. It was it was always a one or two possession game throughout the whole game. Besides when Seifert jumped out on Dover 10-2 to two early, it looked like Seifert was going to run away with it, to be honest with you. I, they were up 10-2. to two. Avion hit a three, got a bucket. They was in transition. Uh Ty Ty was hitting the offensive glass. Granted, he didn't finish a lot of his his putbacks, and, and they were missing free throws early. Ty, Ty hit a lot of his free throws, though. I will say that Ty hit a lot of his free throws. But uh, once Dover got their first real bucket in the first, which made it like 10 to 4, matter of fact, it might have been 10 to 5 because number three, I don't know his name, but uh, he played, he, he really kept them boys in the game all game long. He hit a big three every time. But at this particular time, he hit the three. And Dover was able to get into their press. And even though it wasn't like a a strong, aggressive press, it was a soft enough press and an aggressive enough press to speed Seifert up. Three, four bad possessions. Uh, Called timeout, got himself together. And at the end of the first quarter, uh, Cass scored six straight. You know, they got the ball to him on, you know, Inbound swing, swing, swing. That third swing went to him in pretty much a one-on-one matchup with your defender in retreat mode. So, you know, size him up, boom, boom, straight to the bucket. Uh, so that kind of gave C for that lead going into the second. Uh second quarter was real choppy. It wasn't a lot of scoring going on, but uh, like I was telling you off the air, Cash had the last six buckets last three buckets, six points going into the second quarter. But then in the second quarter, a minute into the second quarter, he's on the bench. And like I also just stated, uh, it was real choppy in the second. So, you know, back and forth, back and forth. But there wasn't a lot of scoring. I felt like that was a great opportunity for Cash to keep going and building off finish with in the first quarter. I mean – Am I, am I wrong for thinking that, Tyler? 
No, I mean, you know, like we spoke before uh, in a previous podcast, there is a such thing as overcoaching. Um, just like people overthink, you coach. And right. taking out somebody that's clearly shown that they can score the ball, you know, you're having trouble scoring the ball. They just scored three buckets, you know, in a row. Let them rock. Let them rock. Let them rock. If anything, if you want to take somebody off the floor, you take one of the other – you figure you're out of your big three, maybe you take Brent off the floor, but you don't take the guy that just scored the last three buckets. No. If, you, if you're looking for somebody to get a breather or if you're looking for foul trouble, which there was no foul trouble because the reason why I thought he was on the bench was foul trouble, and then he got back in the game with like a minute and a half, two minutes left in the second quarter. And I look up, he only has one foul. And I'm like, so why was he on the bench the last three and a half minutes, four minutes? And I felt like, no, I don't feel like, I know that if he's in that game, Seifert might go up 10 points, 11 points. Because number 33, Dover's big man, he was in foul trouble. He was on the bench a lot of the first half. But when he was in the game, Seifert couldn't do anything with him. I mean, big kid, strong good footwork, you know, he knows how to play basketball, so but I felt like that was a missed opportunity, like you said uh, sometimes we can outcoach ourselves you know what I'm saying, overcoach ourselves in moments Yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because you got a dog in cash who I mean, he when he steps on the floor, he wants to give you 30, right like, like he's not going to stop himself, so so to be in a position to where you know, it's the uh, conference championship game, you know, and he probably came off the bench. I wasn't there, but the game I, I went to against Delmar, he came off the bench, which, I, I, I look, I don't get it. You know, maybe there's some behind-the-scenes stuff that I'm not preaching, but, I, look, man, you got to start your best five and, and just go at it. Um, in a big game like that, look, you guys are going to be tired. You know, I got five times yeah. coach, and I'm not going to use any at all because second half. You know, look, I call timeouts to get you a rest, but it's just it's a big game. You know, obviously you still got the playoffs, so technically, you know, it's a new season that starts. But I, I'm not taking out, you know, one of the best scorers in the state, and definitely the best pure scorer on my team. Absolutely. And Tyler, here's the thing, and I wanted to I wanted to, to go back on what you said because you know when you're when you're when you're a hooper at heart and in mind, you're not just watching the game. You're actually analyzing and coaching it and playing it while you're watching it. So like you said, I'm not calling, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I know this game is about to be a dog fight. As I'm watching the game in the stands, I'm already knowing this game gonna come down to who is the most disciplined. And that's what it came down to. That's exactly what it came down to. Because like we like I was stating earlier, like minus minus all, I mean, not even gonna say all. Well the missed free throws from Seaford, you know what I'm saying? The missed layers from Seaford, Cash not being on the floor for three minutes after he started cooking. Brent Ty Ty and Cash not being on the floor together for a two minute stretch. All three of them on the bench in the second quarter. Like these moments right here, minus all that, they still was in the game and able to win because they were the more talented team. 
But like I said, the game when it gets like that, who's the most disciplined? You know what I'm saying? Who's going to make these plays? Who's not going to make the most mistakes? And unfortunately, you know, down the stretch, see for me, they made a couple mistakes, a couple late turnovers, you know, uh, blown assignments on the defensive end. A uh, couple couple times that we should have swung the ball from a decent shot to a good shot and from a good shot to a great shot. Like, these are all principles that you have to set at practice or at tryouts once you pick your team. You yeah. know, so uh, in the show, in the show. Like, like you said, that's, that starts from the beginning. That's not something you can just do, you know, that game or the week of. Right. You know, discipline is something that happens over time not overnight. So like you said, that starts where you pick your team and, you know, you set that culture, you set expectations. Um, so like you said, it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, you know, possessions matter on all levels of basketball possessions matter and you have to be disciplined to take care of the ball. Yes. Yes, definitely, bro. I mean, like, I mean, I don't even want to dwell on it because both teams play good enough to win, but we know how this game goes. Two teams come out and seeing hype at the beginning, but only one goes in happy. That's just how the game goes. So, I mean, Seifer had a hell of a uh, – they still playing, you know, and, and I wanted to say that earlier when you was talking about it. Uh, shit, we won the conference. But if me losing the conference means I'm going to win states – Give me states. You can keep yeah. the conference. Yeah, so you know, playoff playoffs is zero zero. You know what I mean? It's it's the best of one game and you know, be the best version of yourself for that one game. So you still got a chance at the bigger prize. You know, like you said, you know, if it comes down to, you know, conferences or states, give me states. Yeah, man, definitely, bro. So I mean, hats off to both teams. Uh Congratulations to uh, Dover. Congratulations to Cape Girls. Congratulations to uh, Ty on his thousand. Congratulations to everything Seifert had positive from Cash to uh, Zion coming back, getting on the floor, to Brent and his career moving forward, to Ty moving forward, to, you know, everybody on that team and everybody on Dover, man, definitely. Uh, and I mean, we're lower, we're lower Delaware kids, Talon, so we always, no matter what, we're going to root for the kids that's that we're closer to, and in this instance, it's the Seifert boys, and uh, as well as the Dover boys. So, I mean, I wish both both them teams best of luck moving forward in the tournament. Yeah, like you said, both teams are young, so regardless of what may happen this year, majority of both teams are coming back. Right. So this could be a, a matchup that you see next. Definitely, bro, and. Uh, and uh, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it, but uh, it was something else I wanted to put on air. It was when was the last time I was talking to somebody and it blew my mind? When was the last time Indian River, Sussex Tech, Sussex Central, and or Cape didn't make the didn't make the state tournament? All one of them. Together? None of no, none of them made the state tournament. Has there ever been a time where none of them made a tournament? That's what I'm saying. I, I, I mean, not to my memory, but I don't go. I don't know eighty. Well, shit. Cape always in the tournament. First of all, you know what I'm saying. Besides, like 
as of recently. So, but for none of those four teams to be in the state tournament, that's that's tough. That's hard to really fathom. Now, I can say from uh, you know, if you want to call it the farm system, the middle school that Cape has, you know, there there are some basketball players in the pipeline. You know, Beacon had a great team this year, right? Uh, so I would say statistically, they finished second second in the state. Uh, uh, oh, the, the the Beacon Beacon boys, yeah, uh, they were tough. Um, yeah, they was they were decent. You know, of course, some of your kids that you've had since they were younger as well, um, you had your hands on, on a lot of them kids. So, you know, I, I would say give Cape two years. Two solid years. But the thing is, yeah. we got to – Cape as a community and the right ones got to make sure these kids are still developing at the rate that they are developing. Because I'm, I, 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 I honestly – we like like we like we said we had a couple of our kids on the Beacon team that excelled. They had a good staff, you know. They had Haywood, who's intense and knows what he's talking about. Then you have Tingle, who has a whole umbrella of talent, and then they have a head coach that really plays his part. You know what I'm saying? Like he understands what his, what his strengths are. So, you know, when you add that type of environment, kids are the kids are going to grow. Kids are going to get better, and kids are going to keep progressing but on the other spectrum I, we have other kids that's in other programs that kind of digressed or, i mean regressed a little bit due to their situation and not so much because of the player they are but maybe because of the environment they're consistently in and you know that 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 just showed me even more that the coach is the most important thing in a child's develop in a play in, a, in, a, in an athlete's development and his will. Yeah, um, I, 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 you know, obviously we've, we've had talks, and you know, my whole thing for the year is uh, coaching and the the effectiveness of a coach um, and what it can do to a team. But like you said. Uh, it also matters how dedicated that player is too. Yeah, um, facts. So you can't want it more than that person does, because after you're done pushing them, they're gonna, like you said, regress to back to what they are, who they are. Um, right. So, so they definitely have to have a desire in them to be, you know, a great player or to want to go to that next level. But a lot of coaches, middle school level, high school level, um, we tend to fail players um we don't tend to put them in position to succeed uh i was actually talking to a female coach today she coaches uh she coaches a a college and uh she was talking about how uh she's been contacting coaches and coaches aren't getting back with her right and this is a coach she's a head coach she's a girl's head coach and she's gonna be at the event but it's like She's trying to recruit girls, and she can't do it because coaches are standing in the way. And she's so frustrated that she's just like, if you're not going to do it for the kids, just don't do it at all. Right. And that's real. That's I mean, that's that's the only way. In my eyes, there's no other alternative. If it ain't for the kids, it ain't genuine. You just need to get out of the way. Yeah, so we, we got to get the right people in position to help the kids succeed on the court, off the court, in the classroom. You know, teach them life skills, you know, how to interact, how to actually speak to people. Right. Um, 
a coach's job is way more than X's and O's, as you know. Well, the um, good coaches. I, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, well, well that, that's what the job Because the is. thing is, in our, in, our, in our area, it doesn't matter if you're a good coach or not. It just matters if you are. First, you got to work in the school. So now you cut a lot of the field yeah, off. Time, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you cut half the field off. So we're going to get what, what we're going to get. And at the same time, it's not the school's job to care about who the coach is. And, I mean, I, besides a background check, they don't really care, which is not their job to care. You know what I'm saying? They just have to fill the position. Well, so, see, I, I think they should care because, you know, you're as a Well, they should. They should care. Um, right. You, you carry a lot of responsibility with that position. So not being in uh, the being in the right in the position, but not the right person, is a detriment to kids. Like, how can you develop? You know, if well, it's politics, or you know, if you're good enough to play, but you don't even know what the NCAA clearinghouse is. Man, listen, I I just don't understand it. My thing is, uh, I just see so many disconnects between coaches and players, and I see why a lot of players never reach their full potential and don't have and I'm not even saying it from a perspective of talent and skill wise I'm just talking about life wise you figure the coach is really the one that's spending majority of the time with the kid yeah yeah you know coach is the one that you know colleges contact you know they don't really contact trainers too much unless they know the trainer right but like you said the coaches in the school half the time so you know, it, it, it's countless it's, stories, bro, and you know of, of players who was getting recruited by colleges that never knew about it. Man, listen, I've heard so many stories, and my thing is I didn't need to hear the stories because I lived it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I understand. That's why I, I, I get so frustrated by it because I'm like, man, it wasn't in it. And it was in our control because you can redirect the mail too, but the first the first two or three letters go to the school and yeah. go to the coaches. But that was something that I didn't know at the time. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's just something. It's just little things that have to change that really don't take much to change. You know, like it still it still would be the same process, but it just would be different candidates. You know, that's. I mean. If you- if if you're gonna do the job, have knowledge about what it takes to do the job. You know, it's hard it's hard to be a coach. Yeah, you know, people are like, oh well, you know, you gotta be able to play the coach. It's not so much that, but it's knowing the process of how to get players to the next level. And yeah, and 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 all that we should be respecting. If you're not building that kit that player up to be better than what he already is and give him more knowledge than he already has you in the way. I mean, you know, so. Like I said, you're, stunt, you're stunting growth. And, you know, we're, we're not trying to bash particular coaches. No, nobody. No, no, no. no. That's why we never drop names. If you know, if it was that serious, the names would have been dropped. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But yeah, it's really no, not. It's a, it's, it's a culture that we have down here that needs to be changed. Yeah, we, we have to do what's best for the kids. Like, Stop worrying about your wins and losses and worry about how you can get them to the next level. Worry right. about what they need to focus on to get to the next level. Because that's be- what's going to get you the wins. 
Well, it's going to get you the wins, but it's going to get you players in your pipeline that's not going to transfer schools. Like and that's, that's a big that's, problem. That's a, a, a huge problem. You know, like I said, we can have a pipeline at Cape all we want to, but if players don't believe in a coach and a system, they're not going to want to play there. So what? Like we we have to have the right people in place, and not saying that we don't, but just in general, you got to have the right people in place in order to gain the trust and respect of your players coming up so that way you can actually coach them hard and they know you had their best interests at heart. Facts. Yeah, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the coaches that's out there genuinely putting in their time and putting in their effort and actually trying to make a difference. And into the small percentage of the, or, or, or the percentage, whatever percentage it is of the ones that you know what I'm saying? Do have a different type of angle. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, you at least, your bottom line is helps these kids get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, that's all I want in this field. And, and, and for the next generation, period. Not just athletes, but just the next generation. Just what happens, just the lane that I'm in. I'm not in the arts field. I'm not in the, in the culinary field. I'm not in the mechanic field. I'm not in – this is the field that I'm in. I'm in the athletic field, so – Anything that I see in this fit in this in this in this area, I I mean I have to I have to give my opinion on. So not to offend anybody, just you know, assessing what I see. What comes out of the a lot of these situations. So, you know what I'm saying? Not to get too too deep in on that. And then uh you said you went to Dan, uh, Danny Lamb in them game too as well, right? Yeah, Danny them uh, Cross Christian had a senior night. Um, they they blew the team out. Uh, now I mean the team had some pretty good size on them actually. They they were actually taller than Danny's team. They had probably about two or three dudes that were probably six seven and taller. Right. Um, but they didn't have the guard play, and you know you got to have guard play, especially against a team who has guards. Yeah. They can press you, they can run you, and that's what it turned into. It turned into a running clock. And, you know, I was actually happy because, you know, I told them I wanted 100, but they were running the clock the whole second half, so that's why they didn't get 100. But mm-hmm. it was just a uh, a mentality that I believe, you know, when you play, I don't believe in giving people hope. No, just just don't beat them into the ground. Just, just take away hope. Like, just kill them from the gate. Don't let them get any type of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and my opinion on that is, you know, some people are like, oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. Look, it's not my, my, my responsibility to prepare your team. No, it's not. So it's part, that of, shit, it's part of it. You know, it, it's my time to get my team ready. I'm just not really with all the participation awards, bro. Like, that, that's not my style. Like That's not I, how we grew up. Nah, but I'm not even cool with pushing that forward. You know that's what I'm saying? Like, we didn't grow up under that mindset. Nah. But it's kind of crazy because we grew up in we grew up on the bridge though. You know what I'm saying? We grew up as we were growing up as it was changing. And then as we got uh, right out of high school, right out of high school, that's when it was like full bloom participation awards. Yeah, you so know what I'm saying? Ingrained that we gotta work. Yeah, and that's all I knew. You, you know, know, like, like it, it was a there was no second place. Like when my uncle Kevin and them, the OGs, they didn't take second place medals. They left them trophies at the tournament. Yeah. 
So when I'm growing up, that's all I remember is, okay, well, and even when we started playing, like the tournaments we did come in second, we didn't take that trophy. All the trophies in my house is all first place. All of them, because I never knew second. I just knew second meant I had to work harder. So, I mean, it's just something that I'm not pushing forward. I don't even, I don't raise, I don't raise my and I don't raise no kid that I'm, that comes up me for me that it's cool to be second. It's not. Yeah, see, and, and that's the thing, man. Like, you know, whether whether it was playing tournaments or playing out, you know, uh, down to the school in Rehoboth or wherever we played, you know, you playing with older guys, they're not going to let you win. No. no they're not going to let you get, get buckets and points and stuff like that. They're going to block your shot. They're going to push you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you had to come back harder or get off the court. Man, listen, I wouldn't trade it for the world, bro. Like, I wouldn't. And like I was saying, like, we grew up on the bridge, so I'm not going to the participation award era. I'm going to stay in where either you're good enough or you're not. Like, Pop and Uncle Kevin used to tell us either you get some, you take somebody's spot or I can give you $5 to go watch. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it don't make me no difference. You just let me know how we coming. So, and this is your uncle and your dad telling you this. So, I mean... Ain't no sympathy, man. Like, and it made us better. It made us better. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And, and you, like you said, now you know, it's all on you know who who's playing, who's going here, who's going there. It didn't matter who showed up, who played. Like you wanted to compete. Don't wait for trial. Like, come on, though. Like you, you had to compete. Like it didn't matter who else was on the other team or who was on your team or whatever. It was competing. That's what it was yeah. about. You had to be the best player on your team, and then you had to take your team and beat the other teams. That's how it was. Like, but now nowadays, you know, people want to see who's playing, who's doing this, and who else is going, who else is going. Look, man, you show up and do what you do. Yeah, you man. Work in. Yes, man. But that's you can go ahead and uh, definitely that. That's I mean. That's why we get along so well, bro. We pretty much cut from the same cloth. You know what I'm saying? Different different threads all hanging off the cloth, but we're cut from the same exact cloth. So, you know, I, I, uh, I understand your mindset, and I know you understand mine. So it's just something that men like us just aren't cool with. And I, do you tell your son that? What do you tell your son? Oh, uh, shoot, my son. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Say no more. <laughs> so man, shout out to Danny Lamb, man, and, 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 and the boy. I said so much type of stuff to my son that people probably wouldn't like. Listen, <laughs> listen. I, I tell you, I I I I'll tell you straight up, because you know I, I helped coach over at Mariner, um, been over there for about six, seven years. Yes, you so, have. You know we have tryouts, and you know you see my son play. You see me work my son out since he was like six, seven years old. So right. you know he has a skill set. Yes, he does. Well, he he's also he can be lazy like a lot of kids. But my responsibility isn't a lot of kids. It's Mm-mm. my son. So I was in I was in you know tryouts and I'm like told him I was like I would cut him if I was y'all because I expect more. Right. You know, so I'm not seeing what I expect right now. It looks sad out here. So if I was y'all, I would cut him. Now, of course, they didn't agree with me. Right. <laughs> and they were just like, man, you just being hard. I'm like, no, but I know what I expect. I know what you can do. 
So for you to be out here and looking half or sad or, you know, looking average or below average, I'm not okay with that. So I would cut them. That's my mindset. Right. You know, because we're not out here just to be on the team. If you just out here to say I'm, I want to be a part of. You're already I, here for the wrong reason. The wrong reason. And for that, you can stay home. Yeah, man. It's sad, man. But... Hey, man. Once again, though, shout out to all the high schools, man. Shout out Danny Lamb and his boys. I think he got a couple of his kids uh, got a couple of from colleges too, man. So oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. all it's about a, right there. Getting offers. Got, you got some uh, MEAC offers, HBCUs, um, you know, some Division two, three schools looking, you know, and it's just it's just the work and it's the faith. Um, you know, they, they, they went there. You know, of course, you know, he's kind of struggling with, with the conference. You know, not always the best team. But it's not so much who you play, but it's how you play. Right. So they And they, they beaten everybody by, by 20. A lot of teams, they lost a couple <clears throat> games. But you, you, as long as you're competitive, you know, that's it speaks volumes. So I know he's – I want to say they, have, they got a, a conference tournament or something like that in Ocean City this weekend. So shout out to them. I know he's gonna be texting me soon. Uh, let me know if I'm free. I I go over there and help him. But uh, man, look, it's it's just put the work in, put the work in, and, and you don't have to show people you put in work when you step on the court. Trust me, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, because you, I mean, you already can see who putting in the work and who not. I mean, it ain't even nothing you gotta look for. It's just that it shows itself. So. Definitely shout out to them, man. But definitely on to the next, bro. I mean, we had a crazy past weekend in college. Uh, what the top six, top six seeds all lost, all lost on the same day. <laughs> man, listen, that was almost as crazy as the Cape Indian River Tech and Central thing. Yeah, when, yeah, that was it's the same. It, it's it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy, dog. I never, I never seen. Top teams lose all at once in, in the top six, not just any six out the top list, the top six. But the top six. Yes, one through, fact, six. Baylor one through barely, six. Uh, one the other day. Barely almost lost. They didn't play on the same day, but they almost lost as well. So, I, I look, upset is that somebody was, is betting. I, I'm sure nobody bet all that because that's just it's too, just too hard to even consider. But, yo. All six teams, one through six, losing the same day. And I think Duke beat uh, Syracuse by 25, so they should be number one. <laughs> they were the seventh seed. Ray, you there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm still here, bro. Can you hear me? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the first, like you said, ever. Um, but you know, you that, that's, that part that's out, like, What's that? You got that part out? Uh, no. Oh, what is no. what we here for? Yeah, but yeah, I, it had to be the first time in history, though, bro. Like, I mean, one through the top six. Yep. Mm. Yep. And I so. couldn't believe it, though. So I mean, look, it's it's a uh, it's basketball, you know. Anything can happen. It's kind of like the tournament now, you know. The yeah. best team, 
you know, you show up, you play your best game, and, you know, you let the tips fall where they are. Yeah, man. So, I mean, especially in one-and-done scenarios, man, like, if you don't bring it or if you let your girlfriend get the best of you the night before or you let something sit on your shoulder, well, it is, look, it is it's one, it's, it's 40 minutes at a time. It, it, it is March, so, here, you know, we already know March Madness is right around the corner, so what better way to get it going than to have the top six seeds lose all, all on the yeah. same day? It's definitely gonna get spooky in here in March, though. I can't, I can't wait for it, bro. That for me, that and I don't know. Man, I love playoff baseball, man. Playoff baseball is just so it's ridiculous, man. Well, but, you guys are down right now, man. You guys looking at that lockout? My feelings, man. We'll talk about that I, when we go live <laughs> or something. Man, that is crazy, man. That is hurt my. You know, they canceled the first two series, not to keep talking about it, but man. That is just ridiculous, man. They got to get together. You know? That's already out. They they didn't come to an agreement uh, yesterday, I think it was. Yesterday or today. So. Yeah, man. It's not looking too good for you. It's not looking too good for my sport this year, man. It's really not. It's really not, man. Real quick. I mean, ain't much to talk about in college, but real quick, man. As of right now, who's who's your national championship? Just out of thin air. Not to hold you too, too much. Man, you know what? I I would probably go with Auburn, man. I like Auburn. I like him on offense, defense. They got that big old seven footer in the middle. Man, he's blocking everything. You still got Jabari Smith. Uh, they got some tough guards, tough minded guards, man. Uh, on the outside, they they're not the best shooting team outside of Jabari. Mm-hmm. But when you have Jabari, who is six ten, can play inside out, can shoot the fade, shoot the three. Look. I, I said it before, to me, he's a hands-down, easy number one pick. Uh, to me, he reminds me of a three-point shooting Tim Duncan. Uh, he can he can run. He, he has a decent handle. You know, he doesn't try to do too much. He knows who he is. But, and even in the loss, he had like 27. And uh, him and Jared Allen do have a resemblance of them Twin Towers down in San Antonio because that defense at the rim is number one this year, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think their paint defense is number one. Them, them in Utah, but and it's crazy because Utah has one person; they have two. But it, one and two, or at least top five, both of them at protecting uh, rim. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, so I mean, you got Jared Allen, you got Laurie Marketing, who's you know, for the most part, he's been healthy throughout the year. He got injured like once or twice, but. Um, and then you got Evan Mobley, and that's. I so mean, you're starting do you think then, and that's really why I brought that up? Do you think he's like Evan Mobley-ish, or is he? You think he could be better than that? Uh, to me, like I say, to me, he's like a Tim Duncan. Okay. Um, Evan, he 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 has a better body than Evan. Evan's a little bit taller. They're both skilled. Uh, Jabari's a better shooter. Uh, from the three. Um, Evan Evan's solid from mid range. Um. That's why I said the uh, Tim Duncan resistance to me. Uh, he's not seven foot. He's six ten. You remember when Timmy first came into the league? He was athletic, right? He was athletic, but to me, he he's not very demonstrative. He shows up, does his work. He's solid on defense. You know, he can hit you. You know, different ways on offense. I I just to me, I I think he's hands down 
the best prospect right now. I think he separated himself enough. Um, so you think Orlando better right now? He can make any team in the NBA better. Okay, say no more. And like I said, I haven't caught a lot of Auburn games. I see they're doing a lot. And uh, I've seen a couple strung together uh, highlights from that guy. But he, he does. I, I do like his frame. And I have seen him shoot that thing. So, uh, I mean, like you said, March is right around the corner, bro. So, we'll get March a chance March. to really lock in and see what these guys are made of underneath the bright lights. I want to see conference tournaments to start now. Yeah, they they, they some, the, the smaller conference tournaments have started, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's here. So, I, I fully expect, and you got to think about it, they're going to be going against Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, that, that Kentucky is playing good basketball. They have after uh, Tashibre, who who came to Kentucky, transferred from West Virginia. He's yeah. the best rebounder in college. Like he's almost okay. good for five or six offensive rebounds a night. And see, the, and, and that's my and my pick. Just my under the radar pick. I like. I told you, I like Illinois, man. I think they're a complete team. I don't think they, have to do they don't. They don't. They're they're really only about six deep, you know. But uh, they have every piece, and their best player is a center. Yeah, but so, you know, when that foul trouble comes, or that's the only tired, that, that that could hurt them. That could hurt and, them. And you that, don't that have a backup big that could be as impactful. That I think that's where they're going to get in trouble um, when it comes to impact, because like I said, you got. I want to say his name, last name is Kessler with uh, Auburn. He's about 7'1", seven, 7'2", seven, and he's blocking everything on the inside. You can throw that lob to him off the penetration because, you know, you got Jabari on the outside wing. So they can space the floor, and then as the big rotates, you got a big down low that can finish. You know, he he's not some big Oh, yeah, he, definitely. I see what so, you're saying. I definitely see what you're saying. So yeah. you're going to so, get at least. And twenty from Jabari every game. Yeah, so it's going. To, March is around the corner, so I'm sure everybody be tuned in, man. So, all right, bro, we come post stretch, man. It's a lot going on on the top level these days, man. We just had the All Star game. Uh, had the trade deadline. Uh, we're a couple games out of the All Star break, and we had a lot. Of we got John Moran out here climbing up the MVP, climbing on top defenders, man. It's been a lot going on in five games after the break. But first, let's go let's go into the all-star break, bro. How'd you uh what was your thoughts on the whole all-star break? Uh shout shout out to the bro, Jimmy Allen, celebrity uh celebrity game, put up twenty one points. Uh that was my favorite part of the all star game. He he might have got robbed for that for that uh MVP. He did. He, MVP. He, hey, he he got hot. We know when Jimmy gets hot, you know he can't hit. That's yes, one he thing can. he can do with the ball. Um, Jimmy can definitely shoot, and he thing too. You know he he might not give you too much on uh on defense, but Mm-mm. hey, he can let that thing fly. And yes, he, he was in range. He actually hit a four pointer. Yeah, he did. He did. That was like one of his first two makes was the four pointer. Yeah, and, and you know a lot of people haven't been able to play on the NBA court. Look, that NBA line ain't close. No, it's not. <laughs> the NBA line. You get a lot close. of legs and a lot of art to hit that shot. You know, so that that four point shot, 
is a little bit further back than that. So you're looking at about 25 feet, 26 yeah, feet. Yeah. So, you know, hey, he got hot, started hitting some shots, hit his little uh, floater, and he dropped to the basket on the right side. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> Shout out to Jimmy, him. man. That boy out there doing big things, man. Shout you out, Jimmy, man. Eventually, you know, he you'll hear this, up. man. But he got he got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, the Grammys are coming up. I want to say within a week or so, he's he's co-hosting the Grammys. He's up for an award. Uh, the only country artist there uh, for for that uh, artist of the year award. You know, look, he's looking to clean up. He's had a great year so far. A great yes, year. Yes. So, uh, you know, what better way to cap it off um, as far as calendar year? After getting his number number three, uh, number uh, one song, so his third number one song, um, you know, freedom was a high, freedom is a highway, uh, you know, that that, that was a good cut, that was a good cut, definitely. You know, so that that was good, that was enjoyable. You know, the rookie game that was exciting too. You had some of the yeah. young people, but you know, when you look at it, some of these players are like you said, look, they're hoopers. They are hoopers. You know, the NBA, you know, we always look to, you know, what's going to happen when, you know, some of these great players fall off and, you know, they age out the system. You know, LeBron, KD, you know, some of these players. Well, look, it's it's some pretty good talent. It's some pretty good talent, man. Of course, I think you can, you'd agree with me, the highlight of Saturday was the three-point contest. Um, yeah, Cat won that thing. Shout out to Cat, man. He uh, he had the lowest odds. He, he brought that thing home, man. And look, he shoots over forty percent from yes, three. Yes, he does, and he's shooting four or five a game. Three you or know, four so a game. Yeah, Cat Cat's pretty automatic from that three point line. So I think he was definitely slept on clearly, and right. uh, you know he made some people pay for it. But Cat came came away with that hardware. Uh, not not too sure if we need to talk about the dunk contest just because. I've seen better dunk contests than Cape Gym. Uh, the only thing I was going to say about the dunk contest was either they need to scrap it or they need real dunk. Somebody that's got five creative dunks. Because it's recycling at this point and gimmicking. And the gimmick, like the white and Nate really messed, messed the game up. Well, yeah, that, I, I I would say the uh, not Dwight, but Nate Robinson. That that was just, I think that was horrible for the game because you got somebody attempting to dunk twenty five times. Like, yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's just, that's just disgusting. I mean, you know, we go back to the dunk contest. Was you had one one dunk to dunk the ball, like, and even saying it from a perspective that all the gimmicks. You know what I'm saying, like. But, yeah, yeah. Cole Anthony putting on the Tims and and uh, and, and he put that. He missed the dunk three times before he made it. Them Tims is heavy. He knew better, right? So his dad should have told him. We in New York dunk in practice. Look, if you haven't done this dunk in practice, don't try it now. Right. <laughs> like why have you Green in the world? You know what I'm saying? Even J.R. Smith when he was in the dunk contest. I still think Iguodala was the best loser, though. Yeah. Well, well no, I got to disagree just because Aaron, Aaron Gordon and Zach Oh, Dwayne. Aaron Gordon, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Gordon. No, that, that was horrible. Thank you, Dwayne Wade. Um, but, but you know, they they had creative dunks like you're, like you're talking about. They had creative yeah. dunks. 
and the gimmicks that that they had was, you know, something that was it was creative and it yeah. completely dunk. That was based. He had a mascot spinning on the uh yeah on the, hover on the hoverboard. He caught he took it off his hands. You know what I'm saying? Like that that that's not the creative both his legs. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? He was by the rim, sitting down in the air, creative. But the dunk was, like you said, the main focal point. Yeah, man. So I don't even want to keep talking about dunk contests because I've seen, like you said, I've seen better dunks online. They're doing better <laughs> dunks inside the gyms on sports. Like, you know, they, like it's- they need to go grab those guys. You know what I'm saying? Because they, those guys are really practicing. Dollars. They need to put up a million dollars, five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand, they're gonna bring the best dunkers in the world. Shit, a hundred thousand, they're gonna bring the best dunkers out. Cause you know, it's a lot of people doing it for free. So I, I think that's what they need to do, and then you can actually have a highlight. You know, like it should be, like you should end Saturday night. You know, with the three point contest, and then with the dunk contest. Um, but yeah, no, I like the skills I, I, content. I like everything else that they did. All the other games, I kind of like them. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I think they did. You know, a nice little job creating a wrinkle. Um, I wasn't too too fond of the onto the coupos, and you know, I'm not too fond of that just because outside. The team? Yeah, because outside of Giannis, like don't get me wrong, like I know Alex. I've actually had the pleasure of meeting uh, Alex. Yeah, but we are casual fans that just. Yeah, yeah, for this week. Yeah, you know that guy. And and, Coast, and 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 Alex doesn't even play in the United States. And Elijah got that was all the and the rookie team. They had the uh, the home team. They had the end to somebody else. All right, look, I. Uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. Oh yeah, shout out, don't no, let's not forget shout out to Bones. Uh he was a late addition, Oh yeah, he was in uh rookie game and uh he, he kind of flashed, you know, what he does, you know, put some people on skates, you know, hit the three, you know, he he, he was bones, so Man. You know, shout out to him. When I found out he was an addition, when I first seen all that stuff, they say he was an addition and I... the game from the beginning. But I yeah. realized it. Yeah. Something okay. But it was a lot. He was well, in there. It, because he is better than half the people in there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's better than the people he was playing behind or got picked behind, though. Yeah. So, I mean, not, not saying that they're not having good years because I think they are. But I think we kind of missed the fact that a lot of these rookies that was there are on bad teams. So they get more play to Bones, but Bones plays a more meaningful role, and he if does. Bones well. is in OKC. You don't think he impacted? Well, him and Gidley is oh, two different players. Though. 17, 20 points a game, especially uh, Shea been out for damn near fifteen games. You know like, what I'm saying? If Bones was in, was in OKC, OKC, they'd be a playoff if he team. Rockets. If he was on the Orlando instead of Jalen Suggs, you know. Bones are average 17 to 20 points a game. And their team's probably three or four games better. Probably would be. Yeah. Probably would be because he because he can shoot the ball. Because he now you have somebody that can score. You, now we got to find somebody to get some stops. But 
He's at least well, going to well, keep now, you in the game offensive. Yeah, because he, he can definitely be smart enough to pass, too. That's what I'm saying. Bones can get to that paint. And when you when you get a paint touch, you know you collapse the defense. Defense has to rotate. So and Bones with his quickness and his hesitations, he can actually get to the paint pretty pretty easily. Um, even though it's in the NBA, but he does a good job with it. So like you said, he was definitely better than some of the people that got picked before him. And when he got in the game, he showed it. Yeah, man. So definitely shout out the hometown product, man. Tressy. That's what he be that's in his game, man. Shout y'all boys out, man, for the hard work and the loyalty. And getting, and getting that Friday. man there. Three hundred two had a good Friday. Yeah, definitely. Jimmy and Bones and Shucks. I know Jimmy going for the MVP next year. All right, I don't know what nobody talking about. He, he going, going for that. For this year. And look, look, Perkins started out clowning Jimmy too. He did, he, he but Perkins don't know much of nothing, and that's no know, not Perk. You be tripping sometimes. He's like, y'all got people with do rags on and headbands and cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and by Jimmy the put up twenty one out there. He gave him his respect, game, didn't he? He had to show respect. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Perk, appreciate you. Yes, sir, man. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, a lot, bro. Uh, the All-Star game was one, I would say, probably top five, top ten in history for the fact that Steph did what he did. Like, all the images he left us with, like, I got, like, Five images set my, uh, saved in my phone from like him oh, hitting threes and turning around, and then like all the great players underneath the rim as the ball is going. I'm like, yo, this not even I, looking, man. Listen, <laughs> like literally, as the ball 60% in the air, he's turned around, and as like a shooter, is somebody that can make jumpers, and from how deep he's shooting them and the way he's shooting them. That's tough. Like, like he's locked in on a different half level. Court, the one he did from half court where he uh, hit Trey with a pump fake. Yes. And the one he hit in the like, corner where he turned to the crowd. Well, the, when he when he hit that one from, like, half court and walked away and it went in up with that, Trey Young was just – all Trey Young could do was just look at him. Like, it's all Trey Young could do. And Trey Young because that's who, Trey wants to, that's, Trey, that's who Trey has to follow. That, well, that's his idol, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's who patterns his game after. But it's like, dude, you're really that good. Yeah. <laughs> like. Eight and a half right now. No, I just seen it flash across the screen. Uh, well, look, he, he's getting playing time. You got some injuries. Jamal Murray's not back yet. But hopefully, if they actually could go into the uh, playoffs healthy and try to get them back for at least 10 games, uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., they might be able to make a run. Yeah, because J- Jamal Murray is, I mean, I could get her, man. And I know he's hes hungry to get back out there. Well, you got to think about it. You know, you're going to have Bones coming off the bench. Like, So does Bones allow you to trade Michael Porter Jr.? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Man, they no. got a lot going on in Denver, man. What are you going to do with all them pieces, though? Playoffs, you, you only trade. know it's eight people playing. But you can't trade somebody 6'10". That averaged twenty points a game last year, so they just paid two hundred million. Oh, you, they did give him the bread. Oh yeah, they paid him. Okay, you got no choice but to keep him. Nah, but but he he's six ten. He averaged twenty. Like you got to think about it. Like you got Joker at the at the at the five. You got Michael Porter Jr. at the four. Like you're stretching the floor because you know Joker can shoot the ball too. 
So catch and shoot, transition. Look, that's a six ten wing. Like you can't you can't get rid of him. And that's that's the problem. Like if he can figure out his back, get that situated. I mean, he could have a very long career. Let's not forget so he was the best get, player. Would you would you to Toronto for Pascal and Scotty Barnes? No. You're losing shooting. You are Maybe I'm biased because I want to put bones on the floor because I think honestly he could do everything that you talk. But then you got Will Barton out there. So what are you gonna do? Like that's what I'm saying. You got all these pieces, but everybody can't get on the floor. Somebody gotta go. Everybody can't get on the floor at the same time, but everybody could get at least twenty five to thirty minutes a game. You got like bones to have yeah, Jamal you But you got you got Jamal Murray, you got Porter, you got uh, Aaron Gordon, you got uh, Jamal Murray Porter, you got Will Barton, you got Aaron Gordon, you got what's that? Not they ain't got Gary Neal, they got the other guy. What's his name? No, they got rid of uh, what's his name? Morris. Uh, uh, I need that. Monty, Monty Morris. Morris. Yeah. But he's a backup point guard. But but this is the thing. So you're starting five healthy would be. Uh, Murray, Will Barton at the two, Aaron Gordon at the three, Michael Porter Jr. at the four, and Joker at the five. Mm-hmm. Who is really best with that lineup? Nobody. And then coming off the bench, you got Bones, Bonnie Morris, like for starters. I tell you the truth, Austin Rivers getting where he fits in. I just think he, he played of a style. Um, fan of, of his. But then now, if you. And that's my thing. If you can round off, you have something very, very special. And matter of fact, don't they got Boogie? Is Boogie there? No, no, Boogie. Well, see, you're not worried about Boogie because he's Joker's backup. Well, yeah. So, if he's Joker's backup. But what I'm saying is, that's your second unit. So, you got three or four off the bench that one can get you a bucket, but you can also, you know, mix, mix and match your starting five. And, and have a legit like eight nine players that you can go to in the playoffs. Like Bones has done good so far, but he still has a lot to prove when it comes to playing under pressure. Now, I do I think I, I believe in? I, I I do too. However, you know it took him a while to really crack that lineup. Playoffs when it matters the most. But then in the playoffs, you're only going to play – you're only playing eight players in the playoffs anyway. That's what I'm saying. You're only playing eight or nine, so who's going to be the man left out? That's That That was the point I was trying to make is somebody can't go. But but as of right now – But like you said, not, it's got to be Austin not, Rivers. It's got to be Austin Rivers. Well, that's why I said. Austin Rivers is going to get in where he fits in. He might not get in. Like, to me, yeah. Austin Rivers is more of a like novelty. Like, he can do good in spurts. But he can also do really bad. So and he's not somebody you need. The Nuggets need to take serious when you talk because you got nine players burning him. You literally have nine players burning him. Everybody you name the starting five is burning him, and then the first two you name you got the you got the four players off the bench before you said his name. And that's what I'm saying. So he. he to me, he gets in where he fits in. Now, if you got foul trouble or whatever like that, yeah, he may be able to get in the game. But just going into it, Austin Rivers ain't playing 20 minutes a night. No. Like, it's just not, not on that happen. team. 
and then no, foul trouble or if Bones is off, you know what I mean? He gets in his first spurt and he takes five shots and he only makes one. Bones may not see 20 minutes of, uh, of, uh, of game, game play. Game five? Shit, fuck. No, you're not. Just well, I'm just knows. talking about just gameplay, period, you know? Because well, see, Bones I don't never, I don't, I don't never really, I don't never really, and my thing is, I don't really, I'm I'm thinking about playoffs, you know what I'm saying? I don't really, well, you know, I don't really judge them off the regular season. Like, you can win 50. I know you can also, the Jazz done won 60, 60 plus games the last three years. That don't mean nothing. Every time. You know what I'm saying? So, so I always look at playoffs, and that's and, and I just in the playoffs, if, if if you're only playing eight, and granted, if everybody's healthy, the Nuggets probably are a top three team in the in the West. And, and that's what I'm saying. So the Nuggets could come from the fifth or sixth seed, and possibly upset somebody up up near the top second round. Is one of those players to get healthy and they're a top they're a top three team in that in that uh in the West. Well, and see, I and see, I, really why I say I can't say because if we're talking about everybody healthy, I still don't think they're able to beat the Warriors. I I, I really do like the. Probably won't play this year. They they, they say his shit his his injury is serious. His back. Yeah. That that changes a lot of stuff. Yeah, they saying if he do come back, it'll be at playoffs, and I don't. He don't like the type that can be off for two, three months and come back and be right back in shape. Well, it's hard with how much he does for the team. I'm saying so. That through that, I mean, you, if you tell me he's coming back at eighty five percent and Clay's at eighty eighty five percent, I'll say that the Warriors are one of the top three teams in the West. But if you can't guarantee me those two, those two things, won't win. You know, what? like you, like you just said, so, they, Draymond, uh, they rely on him for everything, rebounding and playmaking. And you're, you're still overlooking James Wiseman at some point. Come back. Yeah, he's coming back. He, they say Wiseman's coming back, yeah. But what else I'm they, saying, at some point he's going to come back, and he's a 7-1. And remember, he can But they the need Draymond, too. though. They need Draymond. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. They absolutely need Draymond, but, but Wiseman provides one, a rim protector and a lob threat. And then that pick and pop. Yeah, about be a better shooter than Draymond, especially from the pick and pop standpoint. So if you if you run like a, a double high screen, or if you you know go out a horn set, then you know you can have Draymond with the ball, and you got Wiseman popping, you got you know Steph Curry or one of the other shooters popping. That's going to leave a wide open lane for Draymond. So that that's where you know the addition of Wiseman can help because he can't shoot the ball. He he can't shoot the ball, but. I, I don't trust uh I just I don't know, I find it hard to trust a rookie. Um, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, not saying that he, he can't play or he's not gonna be ready for it, but your leash is shorter. Oh man, excuse us folks, a little technical difficulties, you know. Uh but nonetheless we're back. Uh you still there, Tyler? Yep, yep, yep. I'm here. All right. Uh but yeah, so all-Star Weekend, I rated – at the end of the day, I give – adding Jimmy Allen in there, I give All-Star Weekend an eight. But we still got to do something about the dunk contest, bro. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, like we say, you know, find some way to pay some people. Ain't like the NBA don't have no Right. And uh, really, really get a show out there for the people. Definitely, man. But uh, moving on into the NBA – uh, we also had the trade deadline. We didn't get a chance to talk about that as well. We had uh, 
was a, it was some good action going on. You know, the blockbuster trade. Everyone knows uh, James going from Brooklyn to Philly and Ben going from Philly back to Brooklyn in exchange for Andre Drummond went with Ben. Uh, Seth Curry went with Ben Simmons to Brooklyn. And what did the Sixers got back? James Harden and... If I'm not mistaken, it was just James. Just James. All right. So we, <laughs> we know who was more valued by who had more than one player attached right. to him. So that always tells you something about a trade, whether it's a player and picks and whoever. But uh, I posted this on Facebook. You know, James Harden hamstring held up real quick, didn't it? Man, listen, and he lost about 10 pounds. <laughs> you know, James has a way about losing pounds on flights. Man, um, listen, he'll go in, he'll go, he'll come off 10 pounds lighter every yeah. time. I don't know what James got, but I need some what he got, man. He he got some type of magic potion, and uh, he dropped weight by the time he stepped off, step off the airplane. Um, and other news, Ben Simmons still is out. Now they're saying he has back issues. And look, um, look, it is what it is. I don't believe it. I never believed Ben had mental health issues and all that stuff. I think it was something ugly that he did, uh, trying to use mental health as a cover, uh, not to play in Philly, uh, because all of a sudden, you know, he gets straight to Brooklyn, and now he's on a bench laughing and joking around, but he couldn't show up for one game in Philly. I'm sorry. It is what it is. I don't believe it. I'm going to call it how I see it. And yeah. I, I think he, he, he deserves to be destroyed by the fans and people who actually do suffer from mental health and that was what I was going to touch on, bro, not to cut you off. But, I mean, mental health is real, and it's something that's at a high rate in today's society. So if he was using that as a scapegoat for him not to have to face the Philly fans, and it wasn't something he was actually going through, and shame on him because, you know, bad things happen to people that go through that in real time and that actually fight with those demons. Yes, so, sir. I mean, 100%. You, you know, so I really hope that it was that they was fighting with. But uh, nonetheless, even if it wasn't, you know, karma has a way of finding this way to your front door. You know, if, if you're sitting here playing like there's something wrong and there's nothing really wrong when it's time to play, now we have something that is wrong. And you, you know, know what? In a way, it sounds bad, but I hope he does actually have a back issue. Especially if he was using the mental health, uh, men- mental health as a scapegoat. Well, because they didn't stop him from trying to get his money, right? You know, <laughs> I mean, trying to go after that money that they took from him, but he didn't want to show up. He could, he wasn't even on a bench in Philly. Like mm-hmm. let let's let's look at that. Like he's the first day he gets traded. Next game they have, he's on the bench laughing and joking and playing around. He's 100% healthy then. That didn't stop him from uh, going to the game. Right. It, and, and, and you couldn't go to Philly and practice? Listen, so, I mean, you know, I mean, James Harden's in Philly. They, they've won three in a row so far since the trade. Man, that boys look, look, look kind of scary. Yeah, because you figure, like, James Harden is the type of player in a lead role or in a secondary role, he's going to make players better. You know, like, he can only have so much impact as the third head of a monster. 
which showed in OKC as a young pup, like that wasn't the best role for him in his career. And, you know, and honestly, you know, in in ways that kind of hurt OKC, but even in Brooklyn, they never, well, granted Kyrie didn't play a lot, but they never really kind of settled in. Like as a basketball player, they're going to beat teams just off of pure talent. But like, once again, we're judging it off, off, off playoffs. So it, it, it's a little choppy, you know. Well, what I'm they only played sixteen games together, right? So and, you know, the playoffs. James Harden was hurt. You know, just last year he was hurt, hamstring, and all that type of stuff. Um, so I don't think they they fully had a good body of work. Now they was thirteen and three in those sixteen games, but I, I I think James Harden is actually happy, like you said, where he is. He doesn't have to play, you know, third fiddle. Now, second fiddle to Joe Embiid, as long as Joe Embiid is the main feature. Now, granted, James Harden is going to get his because they got to pay so much, so much attention to Joel that his drive lanes are going to be open. And okay. Joe Embiid, because he, uh, James Harden uh, calls so much attention, he's going to be open a lot. And then you got Tobias Harris out there. You got Maxi out there. Look, I think that's who's really going to benefit is Maxi. Well, and see, he's been used to fitting in where he gets in, so he's still doing the same thing. You know, he's 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 a baller, man. Look, he's a baller, and I, I'll be honest, he's playing a lot better than I thought he was. And uh, I think in also in high school. And I think also by them giving up so much to get James, they're putting more responsibility on Maxi because now you 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 get rid of Seth, which is between Seth, Tobias, and Maxi, those were like the three guys that you look for. You need to get the 25-30 out of them, out of that three combination. Yeah. Now that combination becomes Tobias and Thibault. So now Maxi has to get the 15 or 20 consistently. And I think he will because of those reasons. Like, they're not going to double off, off of Embiid James. But if they do double Embiid and they do shade to James – a lot of times on the scout report, they're going to either shade away from Thibel or they're going to shade away from Maxi, because well, no, Tob- Maxi can shoot that thing. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. He can shoot that thing, but he's going to have a lot. You're not going to you're not going to rotate away from James. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm yeah. saying is like you're get the ball with the recovering defender a lot of times. Yeah, so he's going to have a lot more spot up, or he has the game to to catch you in retreat mode. Exactly. And make it easy for himself. Exactly. So I, I think he's going to thrive because he does have that ability to yes. break down the defender anyway. And like yes. you said, now you got a defender rotating over, and he could catch and shoot just fine. However, he can also catch jab step and attack too. Right. And that's what I think. And that's why I think that by them trading Seth, they're saying, hey, I need more production out of you, Tobias, or – Hey Maxi, here go more opportunity, and I think he's built for that. I think I think he can I think he can do that. But the championship don't don't rely on him. It still goes through and Beeb and, and James. Yeah, but he can have a 20, 25 point game like yeah, he said already. Because somebody has to win a game. Your superstars yeah, gonna like win you, you two so, or three, but somebody yeah, so, else has to win another. Yep. Yep. And I I I just think Maxi's been preparing for. A star role this whole entire season, and he kind of stepped into it this season. So yeah. with James there, I think he can still fulfill the same role with less responsibility. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you absolutely. I like look. I think Philly's dangerous. Uh, the Bucks has, has been, uh, you know, playing a whole lot better since they've been getting a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're the defending champs. What? Yeah, yeah. And whenever you got Giannis, look, man. You, and then you got Drew Holiday. Like that trade for him was huge, man. Like, as and we're not talking about casual fans. We're talking about guys that know the game. Like, that could play defense at elite level, can facilitate in ways, and can get a bucket on all three levels on his own. Middleton can play free. Giannis has more, more angles and more lanes to drive in, but. Like you said, the Bucks are hitting on all cylinders right now. Like they just beat the Heat. Heat were up ten. They came back and hauled them. Uh tonight. Yeah. It was a good game. One nineteen to one eighteen. Oh yeah. That's great. Drew, Drew Holiday yeah. came down and hit the game winning uh uh off the glass on the left side of the court on a drive. And see, like you said, something like that to where it doesn't always have to go through Giannis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you got another capable player. That can make a good move, create a shot, and finish. Um, that's going to be big in the playoffs because you know before everything had to go through Giannis, and them and, walls and thicker and thicker. It was harder for right. him. The deeper in the playoffs <laughs> he get, the the harder them lanes get. Well, yeah, because you know everything is based out of half court. You know every possession matters, like we was talking about earlier, as far as taking care of the ball. Now, Giannis has improved his game, but when you improve the players around him. Now you can't just wall up all the time. You know, now you have somebody else who can create a shot. You know, outside of just now Chris Middleton last year, we we seen what he did last year. So if he can find that player again, I think the Bucks can be really dangerous. Because you don't want to see Giannis in that second round. Ray, you there? Yo, you hear me, bro? I can now. Oh, yeah, I can. So, uh, so that was the blockbuster trade. But uh, another trade that I liked, though, bro, it was real sneaky, and that was the Spurs and the Celtics, man. Like I like Derek White. I but see the thing is sometimes the little subtle trades are the ones that can make a big difference. You know, in Derek White, you got a guy that can shoot. You got a guy that can facilitate a little bit. Yeah, but you also have a guy with too. that's low maintenance. So he's not yeah. getting in the way of your superstars. Yeah, well, you got to look at where he came from. You know, j- j- Popovich. It's the system of all systems. <laughs> Them film sessions no. are totally different than any other film session in the league. So those players... You already know, like, they ha- you have no choice but to have IQ playing with that man. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to think about it. They've been running a good system. Now, Derek White, he may not be a superstar. You know, he's never going to be in an all-star game. No. But ever. he's a very good, solid player, a bigger guard. Mm-hmm. And what do they need? They need somebody that, that can facilitate. But like you said, he's not going to be, you know, demanding his ball and taking away from your superstar players. Right. And then the Daniel the the Daniel Theus trade. I I've always thought he's a great backup center. Well, he was already starter. Yeah, he was on the Celtics. He was yeah. on the Celtics before. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Daniel but a big man can shoot threes. Yeah, and just a physical, strong player. You know, somebody that you got to go around, another big body. You know, Robert Williams, he's stepped up a lot this year. But yeah. I, like you said, I, I like the Celtics. As long as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can be consistent uh, with their play, they're going to be a tough out. The East a is, tough, is out. Really tough. We still have not talked about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, and if we're going to get there because they're hurt right now, and they understand they didn't need to make any moves. They well, just need they, to get healthy. They're, they're hurt, but they're also like still in the first in the East. Without their best two defenders. Well, best three defenders. Well, Patrick Williams is hurt too. Well, Patrick Williams got hurt beginning of the year. Lonzo's been out. Caruso's been out. Uh, Zach Levine's been in and out the lineup. You know, yeah. they're missing a lot. Yeah, man. So, uh, and, you know, uh, but just to, to wrap up the Celtics, uh, I see them beating somebody. In, I, I see them beating somebody in the first round. I think they'll be a – whoever is in that force – is, is probably going to be in trouble because I think you got to see the Celtics. And they, you know they have the number one defense in the league right now. See, to me, the Celtics are just so inconsistent. Um, so you don't know what you're going to get from them game from game. Mm-hmm. I know Stanley Brown has sprained his ankle. don't know if he went out or not the other day. But I, I it's, it's hard to really put your finger on the Celtics and know what you're going to get every game. And, and, and I can agree with you on that. But I definitely, I definitely see them getting out of the first round this year. And depending on how the matchups fall, if they take that step, they can get back to where they was at before. Well, see, and look, I like Cleveland, man. I like Cleveland getting to that I, second I, I round. I know you like. I think I, 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 I like Cleveland's team. I like all the players on the team. I just think they're a little young right now. I just I, and I don't care about age either. I don't care about youth. It don't make me no difference. But I don't think Garland is that player yet. Man, he's an All Star player this year. He is. He is. He is. He's he he's is. led that team to what the third best team in the East in the first half section. In the first half. Yeah. Without well, all you have to do is what, all you have to go by is what you have. So without Colin Sexton, he's led that team. So he's made Colin Sexton expendable, which and is actually pretty great. He's a free agent this year. Hey, he can go. He can use that money somewhere else, but I don't think they maintain that third spot. They, uh, they traded for injuries? Karis. They they traded for Karis Levert. He's hurt right now. Yeah, he got hurt, which he stays hurt too. He's he's the, he's a guard version of Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's sad to say, but he is. Um. Well, she, but he's actually had some major injuries. Um, but he he's a good piece, so hopefully he comes back soon. And you got to look at it, man. You got Darius Garland at the one, Karis LeVert at the two, who we know can finish games as well. They got Isaac Curl, who can come off the Solid bench player. because they run a three big lineup. They yeah, got three starting lineup. You got marketing. You got Mobley. You got Allen. You got. Kevin Love still out there. He comes off. He had twenty something points the other night. Yeah, Kevin Love's had a he, good year. He quietly had a very good year that nobody expected him to have. But you know, I honestly think going into this year, he probably thought he would be traded because the Cavs. Nobody really kind of expected the Cavs to be where they're at. But with them being at the three seeds, you can't trade Kevin Love with the year he's having. <laughs> so. It's- if you remember when we first started, 
I said the Cavs has one of the disrespectful lineups in the NBA because they started three seven footers. Yeah, I, I, I definitely remember. You. No, now how good they've been. Obviously, you would you would hope their interior defense would be actually what it is now, but the mismatches that they've had on offense and Evan Mobley doing what he does on offense and defense. And Jared Allen stepping in his own being an all-star this year. He's top five, B. You know, it, and it's one of the things where he's not great offensively per se, but he gets a lot of cleanups. He gets a lot of lobs. He's right he, behind Bam. You know, it, it's one next, of where the next one. You, you can't overlook his contributions, but then when you add the other seven-footers into that. It makes him look even better. They got, they got a solid chance to – Create some mismatches, and if you don't watch out, look, there's Garland. We see what he did in the uh celebrity the skills competition. You know, there's Garland was shooting from deep. Look, like I, I definitely respect this game. I, 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 I know how these playoffs go. I don't really, to me, the Cavs seem like the team that next year we won't even hear about it. I don't believe so. I, I don't believe so. Well, it depends on how it falls. It just, I just, I don't think that, I don't, I don't know. I just don't think they'll stick around. I think they'll be like, uh, I think they'll be like the the Trailblazers. How the Trailblazers no, came up out of nowhere and they maintained and they was expected and then they just started falling after they reached their peak. I don't think their championship but, good. But the Trailblazers were always top heavy. Yeah. And as in, Structured like the same. I'm saying from a perspective of Dame and CJ end up being the three seed, and then they lose to the Pelicans at the six seed, and that pretty much was their best postseason. No, I I can't say that because you got too much ascending talent on the uh, on the Cavaliers. I mean, Darius Garland is what 22. Uh, Evan Mobley is 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, marketing is probably what 25 26. Uh, Jared Allen is probably about 25 24. Yeah, you know, you still got Isaac Okoro, like he's a solid defender, athlete. Um, Karis Avert, maybe what 27, possibly. Like, you have so which one of them players in, in my mind, okay? And and Jared Allen contract will be up, he'll be a max player. There's Garland, contract got, I, I think he already got a contract. So that's what I'm saying. You know how it goes when they're when you had a young talent. Eventually, you got to you're gonna have three players that all need the max. Got paid, I believe. We got the max, right? I believe so. Yeah. So they probably got two more max spots. Where are they going? Yeah, but like, one's Bobby, going to Garland. Evan Bowley's a rookie. Uh, there's Garland. I think is in his second year. So I mean, a first round pick, you pretty much got them for like seven. No, I think, years. Well, I think his, I think next year is his free agency year. It was Darius Garland? Yeah. He a year after Sexton. Second year they drafted out. him a year after Sexton. I, yeah, so say, I thought this is his second year out of Vanderbilt. Yeah, I, this is third. Okay. So, so eventually, I, that, that's my only thing because I just know, like, you have a small window to win with that talent. You know what I'm saying? Before you have to start paying. Well, and we all know you only get three maxes. They're, they're getting the, – well, that, that's if you don't go to the luxury tax. Um. And that's not for us to discuss because we don't know if they will or not, you know. Yeah, but you but you got two you got two all stars. This is the best you've been 
since LeBron James. Won the, ch- won the title. Like Those years, yeah. This is the best you've been. So I don't think they would necessarily be cheap and say, oh, no, we can't afford this player versus, look, we got a good squad, what we got now. Now, me personally, I would maybe even sign and trade Colin Sexton just so maybe you can get a good veteran piece back who can give you that punch on the wing. Because you don't need any more bigs. Your bigs are set. But what you can do is get a veteran who can come in there and, you know, be able to to guide your younger players who's been there before. You know what I'm saying? Like, get get a player who's been to a championship before. You know, if Andre Iguodala is available, I'll go bring him in. Yeah. It's always – you can never go wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's where the league is going wrong is not having vets. A young team needs vets. Now, it doesn't seem like they have any players who don't have leadership or – I mean, granted, they got, they got uh, Kevin Love, who, who's a great vet, obviously, and who has been there. But added another one, I don't see, you know, how it can be a, a bad thing for that type of team to where, like you said, maybe they don't have the experience with the players. But to me, the coach's experience means more. And we talked about Billy Donovan before um, and, and how great of a coach he actually is. And I don't think he actually gets enough credit. No, nah, he's been in a lot of great situations as a coach. Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff. Yeah. J.B. Bickerstaff is over there. And he, he's, he's from the Spurs team. Yes, he's been in the league forever. Like, and, and I I like Cleveland. I think they're going to be a tough out for anybody. They play with a good, a good pace. Uh, they have shooting. You know, obviously they got interior defense. So if you're going to attack the basket there, it's going to be hard for you. So you, you force teams to, to shoot a tougher or a lower percentage shot. I, I like what they have. Now, I'm not saying they're coming out of the East. I don't believe that at all. Right, but right. I, I, I know how you're judging them, but let the fans know, definitely. Yeah, I think they could win the first round. Uh, Everything and, depends on matchups, too, though. Well, yeah, because if they, if they get matched up with the Cavs, if the Cavs in the first oh, – Cavs with the uh, Nets the, in the first round, that's just not going to be good. <laughs> but they can get the Raptors. They could in the Raptors. They could get they could get the Celtics too though. I mean they could like yeah. the Celtics could get them and they could get the Celtics. Like I'm not naive enough to think that the Cavs couldn't beat the Celtics in seven, but I'm also understanding that I know the Celtics could beat them four one too, and I wouldn't be surprised. And and it's just tricky. Like the East is so competitive. Yeah. You can't put anything past anybody. Cause I mean you you're gonna look at it and you're like, well, if the Nets are in the AC right now, you're not expecting them to go home in the first round. Said not sitting in the, in the three seed because I think they'd be matched up. Well, I mean, I don't know because they'd be matched up with the Celtics. No, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. Oh no, 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 no. You're going to be looking for the Nets to go out to, to win the first round. The so. Nets are in the eighth or the seventh seed, I think. Exactly. So if they play Chicago in the first round. Well, you're not going to pick Chicago over the Nets if they're healthy. Now, I've been Simmons and plate joint. I'm not. You know? So, so now it's one of them things to where it's like, that's going to shake up everything in the East. Yeah, because then the Celtics can go to the finals. 
And tell you the truth, it's probably good that uh that that the Nets would be on the road because Kyrie could play more games. Yeah, he could he could play more games than he couldn't. Because he can't because play, he play more games. Yeah. So yeah, I, but but you know, uh the Cavs already came stumbling out the break too, bro. They won in four right now out the break. I I I'll still rock with them. They might have dropped two spots already. I know the Bucks. Well, well, there's, there's Garland just came back. He came back tonight. Yeah, he had 33 tonight. He looked good tonight. He, d- he definitely did. He looked real good tonight. So, but uh, what back. other? I mean, he he has been out. He, he didn't all star game, did? Uh, I didn't I watch all star game. He he did a little skills competition. He was in the thing. skills joint. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think he played in the All Star game. Yeah, because I didn't watch the All Star game. I just seen the highlights. Uh, I mean, definitely, it's, it's definitely gonna get interesting though. But what other trades you seen out there that caught your eye? Uh, ain't got to be the biggest splash. Say it again. Trade out to Sacramento. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sabonis. Yeah, trade him out of Sacramento. They got Sabonis out there in Sacramento. Um, they traded Halliburton. They, 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 I think they won the first game. They beat the Lakers. <laughs> oh man, they, um, ain't, they ain't beat nobody. <laughs> uh, they traded Halliburton to the uh Pacers, which surprised a lot of people, including him. Yeah. Um, which he's been killing actually since he's been in Pacers start. Yes, he has. He got all green lights. That's what I thought. That's the reason why I the Pacers got better. Even though they're still going to be the same team, but I felt like and Buddy Hill get a chance to go out that thing. And if they, if Halliburton's on the table and Buddy Hill's on the table, it's just hard for me to believe that no contender try to pick him up. Yeah, like you got forty percent uh, three point shooters. I was giving up anything better than Sabonis. Because I know the Lakers reached hard. out, but they don't, right. we don't have nothing tradable that's better than Sabonis unless we get rid of AD. Lakers. But at this point, nobody wants him. Lakers was out of it since the beginning. Like I, and I told people that. For us. Like nobody's gonna trade for us. Lakers don't have any assets that people want. Like just because something's valuable to you doesn't mean it's valuable. Um, it's a lot of people that hold on to stuff that's sentimental. It's, it's a need for Lakers. <laughs> You know, so you know, I can I I can love, you know, my you know, nineteen eighty seven whatever, but if nobody wants to pay for it, then it's not valuable. Nobody's gonna pay for Russ's contract. Nobody's gonna offer you a top player for for Taylor Horace Tucker, uh, when he's barely shooting That's like forty percent from the field. For Russ would have been that John Wall Russ. That was the that was the only deal out there and that it, they probably could have got done, unless they pulled some three it, teams. It, but they didn't want to give up a uh, first round pick. They they didn't want to give up that pick, so they they didn't trade Russ. Obviously, John Wall would have been better than Russ. At bare minimum, he would have been better than Russ. Addition by subtraction, like. But 
you know, we don't we don't pull those strings, and apparently uh, LeBron didn't pull that string either because he would have. No, I don't. Yeah, and that's that's some no chaser. Hey, that's just real. It is. Yeah, I'm not Le- LeBron, LeBron wouldn't have got mad if he didn't want to make that trade. People got to think about it. LeBron got upset because they ain't trade uh, a first round pick. He was upset about that, which means he wouldn't rush out of there. So you tell me how that locker room is going to go. Because Russell going to take that time. That, that that locker room might have some drama in it. It definitely will. Because Russ ain't going to take that too kindly. He's not. Yeah, so. I mean, it's going to be interesting down the stretch, bro. Hello? Yeah. Yes, sir. But uh, anything else that we touched on, bro? Anything else you want to rock out there? No, nah, man. You know, Lakers got a – they got a few games here that's going to be kind of tough. Uh, I know they got the Clippers coming up. But then they got they got three games. They need to win all three of these games. I want to say they play – they play the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Wizards home. Have to be all three wins. All, they, you, if they don't get all three wins, just give the season up. Oh, man, they should have gave it up anyway. Well, because these are three bottom feeders at this point. They're three bottom feeders teams. Like, the Wizards started out great, and they kind of fizzled out. Um, then Brad right now, for the year. Yeah, Bradley Bill's out for the year. They have a good game here, bad game here. Uh, but they're, they're not a good team. So you're facing three of the worst teams in the NBA. If you cannot beat them, and I would say convincingly, but if you can't beat them at all, then just give it up. Just give it up, because you know I'm not a I, I'm a I'm a basketball fan, right? Course, you know I love you know Kobe and everything. That's how we grew up. That's why we have our mentality now from Kobe and Mike and you know the other killers that was in the league at the time. So LeBron, he can rub me the wrong way because of his approach to the game. And his uh, lack of competitiveness, like he wants to stack the odds in his favor. Right. Um, but I don't want to see LeBron get hurt like Kobe got hurt, you know, trying to drag a team to to the playoffs. Um, I would rather see LeBron healthy next year versus, you know, putting too much on his plate like he's been doing. Like he's like third in the league in, in minutes per game. Um, at what 37 38 years old so i would much rather see lebron healthy next year versus seeing him you know get hurt trying to will a team to the 10th spot uh you gonna put all of them on the line at what 36 37 spot you know so they they have to win those three games they have to win those three games Um, yeah the Lakers have the hardest schedule remaining. Mm. They had a yeah. So if you lose these three, you might as well just pack it on up. That's what I would say. But LeBron said he got to be twelve feet deep. 
He said, bury me 12 feet deep, cut my head off in order for me to quit. That's what he said. Well, I'm going to get my shovel. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bro, we had another classic, man. We'll see how everything unfolds. Uh, Appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. We got another evolution of our... So... So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, that man. Appreciate you, bro. You know how. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, my guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. Until next time. Peace. Peace.